It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. It's the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. Um, are you caught back up on sleep, Shauna? Are oh, you God, still no. jet lagged? It's even worse. Yeah? Yeah, I, I was able to nap yesterday for like an hour and I normally don't nap. And I was like, oh, this is great. And then I didn't sleep at all last night. So I was like, okay, that wasn't the right thing to do. So Three off even worse, hey? Yeah. So today I will not nap and hope that I'm tired enough to sleep. We'll see. The art of napping is something that I don't think you nor I have ever no, really nailed delightful down. delightful to do that, but nope, nope. Um, many morning radio show hosts, just because of our wild hours, are very good nappers. Yeah. And can, but you, there's like a sweet spot for napping, isn't there? Yep. Yeah, because if you do too long, then you just feel groggy and crappy for the rest of the day. You need like a, a, a short nap, I think, but. But if it's too short, then you just want to go right back to sleep. That's true. Right back to your nap. I've never been able to find that sweet nope, spot, either. so I try not to nap. I just power through. You said you napped yesterday, though, too, right? Did have a little nap, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, uh, so we have this big sectional in our living room, and we've, we have it reconfigured right now where it's, like, pulled apart into two different couches, but then we push it together into, like, almost like a day bed in the middle of the room, and we call it the cuddle puddle. Oh, yeah. So it's like, we'll hit the cuddle puddle, we'll have a quick nap, we'll watch a bit of a movie, and then... Nice. And once you're in the puddle, it is pretty easy to doze off. Oh, yeah. If it's cozy with the fireplace going. Heck yeah. It's great. Uh, on today's show, also want to wish my dad a happy birthday. He's a big fan of the Pisscast. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday. Um, we're going to talk about Canada having stronger beer. I'm sure you've heard of this before. I had a question about the prop bets that happened during the Super Bowl. There's something that almost never happens in Japan. And Shauna was had a first-hand experience of this when she was there. It's weird. Buck and Pat make an appearance. We'll talk about the rock and roll bong toke. Uh, I made some comments on Taylor Swift that really pissed someone off. Mm-hmm. I'll read that for you. The most satisfying showers and more after you're out of context clip. Oh, Good body. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So in Japan, one of the big things that everybody does is goes to an onsen. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically a bunch of hot and cold pools and it's there's like spa, saunas right? and it's a spa, but it's it's very rooted in culture and it's it's almost a religious thing. So you really have to follow protocol and there's like a very particular way of doing things. Uh, you can't wear any clothing at all. It's completely naked. And if you wear clothing like you'll be kicked out, a lot of them you can't even have tattoos. Really? So still, yeah, it's still very rooted in culture in that way. So we we went uh, to a bunch of them, and it was awesome. We went to the ones where you could have tattoos, uh, because a lot of us did. Um, but it's amazing, because you feel so damn good after. I bet. But everyone in Japan, like, they'll go before work, they'll go after. A lot of people will shower there, because, of course, that's part of it as well. Like, it's just a very big thing that happens there. So it's pretty cool. But uh, we were there with our, our snowboarding tour last week, and one of the guys had a pretty funny experience when he was in the onsen. Now, because you're ass naked, it's gendered, so I didn't get to see this firsthand, but he was telling the story after. So he walked in, and of course, you're feeling a little self-conscious to begin with because your gremlin toe was just exposed for everybody to see. <laughs> Especially as a Westerner, we're not really used to that, You're right? not used to that, yeah. and you're like walking in, and <laughs> these guys had all just met each other. It was a bunch of strangers on the snowboarding tour that were like doing this together, too. So he's, you know, not feeling... And I guess the minute he walks out, this old Japanese man walks straight up to him and just looks at him and holds his shoulder and goes, Oh, good body. <laughs> good 
good body. <laughs> like saying he had a good body? Yes. Good body. <laughs> totally naked, both of them. <laughs> and he's holding him, I guess, and just staring him up and down. And just, that is so... I'd be so oh, pumped if someone body. came up to me and put their hand on my shoulder and said, oh, good body. And that's the thing, right? Like, it's a great compliment, but just what a weird thing to have happen. You're super uh, self Your Bam Bam's just hanging out, and this old man is just looking at you up. Good body. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, man. I think oh, jeez. I'm going to go to the gym after work, and Please, I'm just going to start going up to people to. and going, oh, good body. Like and see how was, long it takes me to get kicked out. For the rest of the tour, he was definitely just standing a little stronger after that. Yeah. Oh, good body. <laughs> yeah, you'd walk out of there a little taller, wouldn't you? Just ah. flicking his wang. Oh, <laughs> there was this whole, whole <laughs> 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 Thank you, sir. Any other compliments you'd like to pass my way while you're feeling generous? <laughs> Lifting up his trouser yeah. turtle there. Like, mm, what's oh. the <laughs> Good body. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. You ever see those videos online where someone will take an electronic song and, you know, like right before the big drop where the beat builds up and then it drops out, they'll insert like a stupid clip there? Yeah. Yeah, I thought we should do that too. Check your panties. Oh, yeah. Um, That's th- fun. This one's a very famous song that I just kind of shoehorned in. So, Check your panties. Right? Fits really nicely. Got to toss that in Fits there. Fits really nicely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I have this one. Real bad man. That's my new check your panties. Okay, that's good. Real bad man is that, my new. That's a good one as well. Here's another one for check your panties, though. Check your panties. Wait. Check your panties. Oh, yeah. I'd go nuts on a dance floor oh, if that came on. Oh, my God, yeah. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Have we ever talked about the most satisfying shower you can have? Like the shower that you come off and you're like, this is the one. Because if I have one that I'd like to add to the list, and I don't recall talking about this one before, the post travel shower, I think may now top the list as the best shower to have, the most satisfying situation to have a shower afterwards. When you've been in planes and airports and feel gross. Oh yeah, yeah, because you've got. It's not even just like refreshing yourself, but you're there with thousands of other people. You're sitting on seats that thousands of other people have sat on. You're sitting in public toilet seats. Breathing recycled air. Oh, yeah. Just gross. And then you're in proximity with other people who are just reeking of whatever. And then you finally get home and you can ditch all that clothing and pop in that shower. And I don't know if there's anything better. That's a great shower. Yeah. That is a great shower. Phenomenal shower. On my list are also uh, the post camping shower. Mm, Yes. Post camp, post music festival shower. Oh God, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, uh, anything a combination muddy. of yeah, yeah the the post mud shower. Um, post like heavy yard work shower. If you have like a big day of yard work landscaping, yeah, because that that's the type of shower where you can you can like literally see the crap coming off you, which is very satisfying. Yeah. That's the, a good one. The other one is the post beach shower because you just get mm. you get sand everywhere. You get to wash that sand out of your hand wallet. And you're like, oh, that's good. You still got the sun on you, so you're feeling nice. Yeah, that's a good one too. 
Um, Hot I never, car shower. If you're working on a roof, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's bad. I've never done this job, but uh, my dad told me how bad it is. But shoveling grain, like farmers oh, when they shovel yeah. grain, it's supposed to be just like the most awful, dusty work. And it just yeah, like anything that clings you. to you when you're sweating, right? Yep. Then you want to get that off there because that's sure going to get stuck on there for sure. I still, though, even after saying all of that, I still think the post the post travel shower has got to be right up there. All of these showers are like rebirths. Yes. Where you come out and you're like, I'm a different person than stepped in this bathroom. Oh my God. Yes. You rinse off all the nasty stuff from everyone else. Ugh. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. When you were away, I was talking about Taylor Swift and the potential. Who wasn't talking about Taylor well, Swift? That's just it, Sean. I was talking specifically about the impact she might have on the election because there's talk of whether or not she'll endorse Biden and how oh, enthusiastically. Yep. Um, I don't really want to talk about Taylor Swift anymore, but it's kind of impossible to avoid right now, isn't I it? Know. It is. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think if there's ever been someone in my lifetime who was so ever present in the public consciousness. Someone who like sucked up so much of the, of the energy. Can you yeah. think of anyone? No. Like maybe Donald Trump during his first run. Perhaps. Where, like you just couldn't go five minutes without hearing his name. Tim Tebow for a couple months there. Mm. <laughs> Do you remember that? Remember the, I forgot about the Tim Tebow. That, that was weird. Yeah. No, it's but crazy. She it is, is. Absolutely. Yeah, it's nuts. I'm experiencing some serious Taylor fatigue right now. Like, yeah, I, just I think need a lot to, of people are. I wish you could like put a filter on your brain where I could just go like a week without hearing her name. Yeah. I don't, and I don't even necessarily dislike her. I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I like Taylor Swift. I like some of her music. I think it's fun. Yeah. I'm more interested in her as a brand mm. and as in like a cultural phenomenon. I was thinking though, do you agree that everything about her seems super calculated? Like she doesn't really seem that authentic. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to know because you don't necessarily get that close to her ever. You see her from afar. You see her mm -hmm. actions. You don't really get to hear that much from her, like even, herself right now. Even like when she accepted an award at the Grammys, she's like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Like, yeah, you can. You're the biggest friggin' artist in the world. You can mm. believe this. You, you've gotten lots of awards before. Perhaps. It's, it's, it's inauthentic. Yeah. Or like there was that clip, going. all the NFL stuff, there was that clip going around from the Super Bowl. You probably saw it where she's chugging a beer yeah. and she slams it down. And I was like, I wonder if even something like that went through several levels of PR before she was allowed to do it. If they're like, if her people, Taylor would like to slam a beer on, on the that big screen. That would be screen. exhausting if that's the case. But yeah. Well, you know, our research shows that slamming a beer tests well with adults 25, 54 who aren't mm -hmm. college educated. Maybe she should do it. You know, yeah. like I wouldn't be surprised no. because if you think about, she's a billion dollar business. Yeah. And if you think about Something like uh, a blockbuster movie that's expected to gross a billion dollars. That goes through audience testing and, you know, these characters and plot lines test better than these ones. So we'll go this direction. That's true. So why wouldn't she? Yeah. Yeah, you really hope not because that would be exhausting for her and for everybody around. But uh, you're right. I mean, if they want to protect the brand, then they probably will do some testing and make sure that everything is okay. Probably. Well. You know what I think it is that rub, about, me, about her that rubs me the wrong way? It's that... She's she, a lizard person? Well, she tries to pretend that she's normal. Mm. And she's not. Like, you're so far beyond normal. Like, she's in a category of artists that has rarely existed on Earth. And the other ones were all kind of weird. Like, Michael Jackson was that big. And yeah. he's like, I'm not normal. I'm the weirdest dude you've ever seen. Yeah. I'm just going to be so freaking weird. Where she's like, I'm just like you. You're not, though. You're, you're a billionaire. You're... You're Michael Jackson levels of fame. Be Michael Jackson weird. 
Don't try we to be relatable. We have enough weirdos in the world. I'm good with her be trying to be weird. like us. Okay? Podcast. So I don't know if this is my first um, my first run-in with the Swifties here, or if this is something else. You can tell me what you think, Shauna. But here's a message I got. And I won't even put this person's name in just in case they don't. Well, they signed it, but I don't have to. They said, careful, Beckler, your misogyny is showing. We get it. Bros like you hate Taylor Swift because she's a smart businesswoman and she's got billions of dollars and she's more famous than her football player boyfriend. What's his name again? I don't even like her music, but I have respect for her. She doesn't deserve the hate she's getting and joining the vitriolic commentary about her just reeks of red pill thinking and patriarchy. I've noticed that Beckler's commentary has become increasingly right-wing, but today he actually gave me the ick. I've been a listener for a long time, and this makes me want to go and listen to Mark on Jack. Hmm. Okay. She's angry. Well, first, shout-out to Mark on Jack, Mark Michaels. He's a friend of ours. Yeah, he is. He used to work with us here. Yeah. Good buddy. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, Mark. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a lot to drive from talking about how Taylor's was being talked about a lot. But. Yeah. I'm always amazed at how quickly someone can, le- how easily someone can level a serious accusation like misogyny. Mm-hmm. I don't think I said anything in there that was misogynistic. No. I, In fact, I gave two other examples of when our society has become obsessed with one person and both of those were male. So what would we call those? Like, is are, are we just never allowed to say anything negative about a successful woman? Is that where we're at? Or it has to be misogyny? What if I criticize our premier? She's a successful woman. Mm-hmm. Is that patriarchal, red-pilled, right-wing thinking too? No. I know. It was. I'm not sure what... It's very quick to draw some serious accusations, as you said. I'm not sure why. Uh, she's very sensitive about Taylor Swift, I suppose. I guess she said she's not a fan, but like I said, I don't even like, I don't even dislike Taylor Swift. I just, it's just what I've seen. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I mean, heaven forbid you hear something you don't agree with. It it must be right wing. If you don't agree with it, it must be right wing. So I, (laughs) I told this person if that is where, if that's how you view things, then you might be happier listening elsewhere. But uh, you're welcome back here if you change your mind. There'll always be a spot at the table for you. And that table could be in your brand new Shane Holmes home. It absolutely could. In a dining room customized by you. Oh, yeah. With their affordable customization. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking of buying or building, you should talk to Shane Holmes and see what they have to offer. ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes. The better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was listening to the song Nike's on My Feet by Mac Miller the other day. And in that song, he takes a crisp bong hit. Just have a little listen here. And it kind of becomes part of the song as well. Is that a bong? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't hear the bubbling of a bong. Well, I just heard like him inhaling. Okay. Well, it was. He says that it's a bong in the song. Oh, okay. But now that you think, now that you're right, there's no bubbling in it. It got me thinking about how bong hits, or I guess even just inhaling any type of marijuana smoke, was a big <laughs> thing in music for a while there. Like smoking as an instrument. Yes. <laughs> And I, I got thinking about the rock and roll, you know, weed smoking <laughs> and how that was in a lot of songs. Like it's the funny, rock the, and roll toke, the rock and roll toke. It's a great way of saying it. But yeah, I was like, that used to be a thing in I, a ton of songs. Like, I don't know when would that have been the nineties, like with Snoop Dogg and Cypress Hill and all that. And then you don't really hear it that much, or that much anymore. 
I mean, Cypress Hill is the first one I thought of hits from the bong, obviously. Yeah. Would that um, be the goat of the rock and roll probably. coke? Probably. It's called Hits from the Bong. The only other one I could think of was... He was living in a single room with... Where, where is it? Oh, yeah. Reefers. By Sublime? See, that's a really good one, Smoke too. Smoke two joints? Yeah, that's very clearly a bong. Yeah. I mean, Afro Man, right? Because I got Are there bong hits in, in that one? Although it's not a bong, it's just a toke, but also a very clear and crisp... Sound that could be hoot. used as a very clear, a very crisp, crisp hoot, 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 hoot. I, what, So would that be the goat then? Would it be Cypress Hill? I would think so. I can't think of a more prominent example. And the yeah. song is called "Hits from the Bong." I suppose so. Mm. What about "Sweet Leaf" by Black Sabbath, where he's just choking? Oh, he's ha- he's that that's <laughs> he's the, coughing up a lot, right? Hey? Like right at the beginning there, <laughs> <laughs> and that becomes part of the right off. The yeah, bat. yeah, that was almost well, an accidental. That see that too. It's a good rock and roll. Again, that's not a toke, though. That's the joke that goes with the toke. But, I mean, all of this. That's a funny one, because instead of getting counted in, they get coughed in. Yeah. Cough us in. Yeah. <laughs> Very iconic. All of them, really. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. When you were away, Shauna, a few of my friends posted photos from a, a sports dinner they were at. Yeah. You know, like where an um, organization will bring in a celebrity to speak at a dinner. I think you were at one just recently, weren't I you? I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the special guest speaker at this dinner was none other than Buck Martinez. Oh, play-by-play announcer for your Toronto Blue I would have loved to be there. Yeah, we're both big fans I of Buck, Buck Martinez. Martinez. And in the uh, celebrity sports dinner setting, mm-hmm. yeah, I would have checked that out for sure. Me too. It's a beautiful night here at the celebrity sports dinner where we'll be eating some steaks and telling some stories. I always enjoy these events because we get a little tipsy, Buck. Afterwards, we'll take some photographs, maybe sign a few autographs. There's just so much free booze. All the while raising money for worthwhile and charitable causes and speaking in our soothing baseball accents. Ooh, I see some nice hot cougars over there. I think it's time to get a little randy. Maybe I'll slip one of them my hotel room key. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was in Japan last week and we've been talking about how some of the customs are a bit different there. And here's another one. No one steals anything. Ever. So There's just no theft in Japan? It's the strangest. Th- we left our van open with all of our ski gear. There's six people's ski gear worth thousands of dollars. And the van was just left unlocked. And we were talking to the guy. And he's just like, you just never hear of theft here. We left like camera bags with very expensive cameras out. And no one, no one touched it. <laughs> It's the weirdest thing. People just leave their doors unlocked of their vehicles. No one really thinks to lock them up. I've heard that you don't even really need to lock up your bike in Japan. Jeez. It's like, it is the weirdest thing to think about. You just, you order a lot of things by a vending machine as well in Japan. In fact, it's hilarious because the ski resorts, you, you like pick which ramen you want and then you just click this button and then it comes and pops out. And every time I did that, I, I was leaving change in the vending machine nonstop and Every single time, like the kids, little kids would run up to me with my change. Never even thought of <laughs> daring to steal that change. They would run after me and be like, ma'am, you, you left this. Or they'd point to me because they didn't speak English. But that's the kind of thing that was happening nonstop. One night, I actually lost my wallet in Tokyo, which you'd think a little bit different because it's a bigger city and ton of tourists. Uh, I was walking, though, and we stopped in 7-Eleven really quickly. And then I walked back to our hotel, which was next door, get back to the hotel, and I was like, I just left my wallet. I must have left it at 7-Eleven. So, of course, I dashed back down. It was about 10, 15 minutes later, and it was in the entrance of 7-Eleven 
on the ground, right in the entranceway, just like glowing lights right on this wallet. Like a bait wallet. With $100 (laughs) worth of yen that was stuffed out of it that you could clearly see. And no one touched it. When I got there, there was people stepping over my wallet to get into the 7-Eleven, but nobody touched it and just left it on the ground there. Stepping over your wallet. Stepping over this wallet, clearly seeing it, and then didn't touch it. Why do you think that is? I don't... I don't know. I mean, it's it's such a cultural thing there to you, you don't want to dishonor anyone. You you can't. That's the worst thing you could possibly do. So and to be a thief would be dishonorable. That would be super dishonorable. So I'm assuming that must be what it is. Just thousands of years of culture, you know, <laughs> developing this. And if you do that type of thing, you're just it would be terrible. That's and if you are a thief, there like how far outside of I know of society are you? That's you what know? I was thinking. Like if you did dare do like your family would probably disown you. It would be <laughs> It's crazy. The and Shauna podcast. I was at the gym yesterday and they were showing highlights from the Super Bowl, including how all the prop bets shook out. Oh, yeah. Because sports are just about betting now. It's not actually about the games. No. It's about betting. It's true. It's just a vehicle for betting now. Yeah. Um, you know more about gambling than I do, though, Shauna. I'm not a gambler. How under wraps are all of these aspects of the Super Bowl, which are the subject of prop bets? Because they were showing, like, for example, like the odds of what Usher's first song was going to be or how many songs he was going to play in the halftime show. And I was thinking there are hundreds of people involved in the production of that halftime show who would all know this and who would all have the ability to then go and bet on these prop bets, knowing the outcome. It's a good point. I never really thought about that. I've never bet on prop bets. I don't know. Um, But they're always there. Like, and you can can you bet on the prop bets in an official capacity? Because they had odds up on the so. screen. I know. I well, yeah. I guess if it's they had, on the screen, they had like the over under mm. of how many songs he was going to play, and like what? actually, I think you can. Like, I think we were in Vegas for the Super Bowl a while back, and I remember looking up at the screen. I think you could bet on prop bets because there would be people who would know. But that. You're right. So that doesn't make it's a not like sense. people don't know the outcome of the game unless you believe a lot of the conspiracies. Mm-hmm. But um. Like, even if you had to sign an NDA to work on the halftime show production team, how difficult would it be to just whisper to a friend of yours, you know, he's going to play eight songs and then they can go and like, they can get rich off that. It's true. I mean, to be fair, if there was anything where it was a big amount of money, they probably would do research into that kind of stuff. And, but even still, I mean, yeah, who's to say, how could they track it? Yeah. Never really thought about that. You wouldn't know. There's just so many people involved. And if Mm. I... You know, if I was like a sound man yeah. at the halftime show and knew that Usher was going to open with this song, I could tell my friend to go bet on it and make a bunch of money. I wonder how they or do like, that. The other one that they were showing was like the the other people always bet on the color of the Gatorade that will be dumped on the coach, yeah. the winning coach. Mm-hmm. Like, do they have that Gatorade delivered to the stadium by like Brink's truck? Like, how do they keep that under wraps? Somebody, yeah, somebody on the team would know and could leak that information. I don't get it. It seems like um, the Gatorade thing. It would be hilarious because they would have to do something. There, it would be they'd try to make it top secret. Yeah. So what do they do? Otherwise, Gatorade handler. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Some some locker room attendant would know. They would know what color the Gatorade is. Yeah, it's odd. It's very odd, Mm, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Etymology with Shauna. We're watching Downton Abbey right now. Yep. For the second time for you. Oh, friggin' love Downton Jeez, Abbey. It's like your friends. 
It is like my friends. Oh, it's such a comforting I place. Can't wait to see how many times you're going to watch Downton Abbey. Oh, it's just so nice. It's so... Big Downton Stra- Abbey fan big over there. Big Downton Abbey guy over here. Yeah. Not the target demographic, but love Strange, it. Strange, yeah. Um, they use the word chum, but it was used in a weird context. So they were going out shooting. They were going shooting birds because hunting with the, the aristocracy was a big deal. Yeah. And the one character said to another, he's like, who are you chumming with today? Oh, I'm going to chum with this this person. And I was like, we use, like, not so much anymore, but people used to say, like, chum as friend, right? Yeah. This is one of my chums. Is it an old shooting term? Is it like a hunting term? No. No? It's super quick, actually. It's one of the quickest etymologies, but it's, it's short for chamber fellow. A chamber fellow. So they think that's where it comes from. Uh, and we've done the etymology of comrade before, but comrade's mm-hmm. the same, right? So that came from the Spanish word camarada, which meant roommate. Okay. Uh, which came from the Latin camera, which meant chamber. And it's, so they both have kind of the same root, which is chamber fellow. They're all related. Which is funny because... Yeah, chamber fellow used to be what people referred to friends as, which is weird. Like, well, that's one I think we should bring on back. Right, let's bring your chamber fellow back. Yeah, I have good. a lot of chamber fellows. <laughs> Only one close chamber fellow, though. The rest are not so close. Me and several of my chamber, chamber fellows, fellows will be <laughs> hitting the pub this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a lot of chamber fellows. Chamber fellow Hoo-wee. also a super funny word for, for your. your- for your flap, for your shackle, for it? sure. Oh yeah, I fellow. love that. Etymology <laughs> with Shauna. Podcast. Got a couple quick white girl sayings to add to the list, if I could. All right. Okay. Um. Yeah. Sorry. At this point, She's are we important. counting like any version of Taylor Swift won the Super Bowl as a white girl saying? Or like something about Taylor's boyfriend winning this. Uh, yeah. I saw a million different variations of that from the white girls I know over the weekend. Yeah, so I'm sure that definitely. Those, okay. Yeah. Oh, holy crap. That's a whole new subgenre it is. now, honestly, it's, when you think about it. It's like this moment in time. Yes. Yeah. All about T-Swift. Uh, the, some other ones, though. This one is, is really lovely. First, love the wine you are with. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Instead of love, the, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. That's so bad. Okay. Here's another one. Life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. Yes. Eckler. That is. That's, that's a textbook. great one. You yeah, know, I that's... like that one actually. I should post that. Post that on my wall. Maybe I'll get that as a tattoo <laughs> as well. Uh, and these two are actually from the Vancouver airport, which the Vancouver airport itself. Full of white girl sayings all over the place. Like on the walls? Uh, no, just a bunch of like the hippie places where you go and you get food and stuff. They're all, okay. they all have white girl sayings everywhere. It was hilarious. I was like, of course, very Vancouver of you. <laughs> uh, here's one though that I saw. The best things in life aren't things. Mm. Thank you for that. That's really good. Honestly, I was waiting to get a coffee and I saw that. Okay, Smooth. cool. And then this one. Okay. This week has been so rough. My coffee needs coffee. <laughs> That's so bad. That's honestly so bad. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That one, I was like, I, I was very angry and tired at this time and I was waiting for a coffee and I saw that and it made me even worse. <laughs> That's a collection of stinkers, Oh, jeez. Come on, man. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I overheard someone recently repeat an old Canadian boast. Okay. They were throwing shade at the United States because up here in Canada, we have stronger beer, Mm. they said. Yeah. And this is a trope that's been around for as long as I can remember. It's even a country song by uh, Canadian singer Tim Hicks. It's called, it's comparing you at the U.S. and Canada. It's called Stronger Beer. Yeah, we're proud of that. Do we actually have stronger beer though, Shauna? Well, uh... 
Like it has to be just barely. If just we do. barely, but yes. In terms of the fact that there's beer in a lot of other places, that's like four and a half percent or four versus five, five and beyond. Okay. So like half a percent. Yeah, but uh, it does add a significant. You know, um, if you're drinking a bunch of beer, it it can affect you. But it's I funny mean, that like, you're bringing this up because uh, we were just talking about this because I was uh, talking to some Aussies and they were laughing at how our beer is truly stronger. And then a guy who he deals with a lot of Australians who come and, and do these these snowboarding tours like we were on. And he was like, the Aussies just can't handle the booze. Like, <laughs> it's funny. So, I, I mean, there's a, yeah. Because, I mean, the biggest selling beer brands in Canada are still probably the American brands. Yeah. Wouldn't they be like Coors Light and Bud Light? and Yeah, like, I'm sure they are. Which yeah. is the same. So, But we also add on some heavier high test stuff, too. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, it's fine. I was like, also compared to the United States, compared to Europe, we would have weak beer then, wouldn't we? Like the ales and stuff, the For stouts sure. that they drink over there. Yeah. It sounds like such an archaic thing to boast about too, like from a time when the water wasn't safe to drink. So you needed, <laughs> oh, you need a cup of good strong ale and a buxom wench, you know? Yeah. We're still bragging about that. It's true. It seems like, like a weak brag, doesn't it? It does. Like yeah. a weird flex on the US. It really does. And like the strength of your alcohol as a point of national pride. Yeah, also I mean, like, strange. Latvia drinks straight vodka and like X number, X, X percentage of people there are alcoholics. Mm -hmm. Are we like, oh, sick, Latvia. Yeah. They're crushing us. I know. There's like hillbillies in the mountains in the Ozarks that, you know, distill really strong moonshine. And are we like, Is there some sort of correlation of between how cold it is outside and the strongness of our booze? Because I feel like that would be a good correlation too. Because it warms the bones? It does. After Hours with Mariah and Ty, a weekly podcast that brings this dynamic duo to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, fuck, they're going to say fuck. Find After Hours with Mariah and Ty wherever you get your podcasts.